Well, I'd like to speak to you today on the subject of coming back from Christmas. Coming back from Christmas. This Christmas, Alyssa and I took our kids up to Wentzville, Missouri to be with Alyssa's family. We took a road trip up there and Uh, You know, when you're traveling for Christmas, the drive there is always filled with excitement about the loved ones you're going to see and all the Christmas festivities, and then you have to come back. And the drive back is filled with thoughts of laundry and cooking and school and work. Have you noticed they don't actually, they don't make movies about the days after Christmas. Every Christmas movie you've ever seen ends on Christmas Day and they all lived happily ever after, you guess? I guess there's not as much magic in watching someone go back into the office to catch up on, e- on email. So how do you come back from Christmas? Well, let's take a look at Luke chapter 2. Like I said, we're just going to focus on one verse today, Luke 2.20, but I want to read verses 8 through 20, to get the context of uh, where this verse comes in the flow of the story. And so, since these words are breathed out by God and come with the very authority of Jesus Christ himself, if you're able, would you please stand with me in honor of the reading of God's word. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you this day, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And here's our verse. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. You can be seated. Have you ever considered that the shepherds had to come back from Christmas? Imagine one night, you're watching your little sheep, and then all of a sudden, an angel lights up the night sky with the glory of heaven. You hear that the promised Messiah has been born. You see not just one angel, but an army 
of angels shouting the praises of God. You go and you see the newborn king. Everyone's amazed. And then you go back to your sheep. All the things that you had to do before Christmas are waiting for you there after Christmas. Your sheep still need to eat. One of your sheep probably needs, them, needs you to get them out of a ditch. Sheep have to go back to school. You got to take your sheep to baseball practice. One of your sheep still needs to be potty trained, just isn't quite interested in it. I'm, I'm still talking about sheep, I promise. Um, the shepherds had to come back from Christmas. They had to come back to their normal lives. But even though they had to go back to the same things that they did before Christmas, when they came back from Christmas, nothing was the same. Everything was different. They were different because of Christmas. What they had heard and seen was life-changing, world-shaking. And so as they entered into life after Christmas, they returned glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard. And you know, the life-changing, world-shaking things that the shepherds heard and saw are the things that you and I have been celebrating this whole Christmas season. All of the anticipation of Advent, all of the parties, all of the decorations, all of the songs, it was all to celebrate God's gift of his son to the world. And so when we come to Luke 2.20, at the end of this Christmas story, we need to recognize that this verse is an invitation. Luke and, and the Holy Spirit in him is inviting us into a response. This verse is an invitation to respond to the Christmas that the shepherds heard and saw. This verse is an invitation to respond to Christmas in the way that the shepherds responded to Christmas. It's an invitation to join the shepherds in coming back from Christmas to a life changed by Christmas. And so here's the main point I want us to hear from Luke 2.20 today. If God gave his son, give him the glory. That's what Christmas is about. God gave his son. So if God gave his son, coming back from Christmas means giving him the glory. We want to follow the shepherd's example of how they came back from Christmas. And if we're going to follow their example, it's a two-step process. First, you need to remember what you've seen and heard. Remember what you've seen and heard. When the shepherds returned, they glorified and praised God for all that they had seen and heard, as it had been told to them. So what was it that they saw? What was it that they heard? Well, just consider three examples from the verses that we read a moment ago. First, they heard the good news of a Savior. The good news of a Savior. 
Look with me at verses 10 and 11 again. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. All the people had been enslaved by sin. But the shepherds heard the good news that this child who had been born could save them from their sin. All the people had been living under the sorrow of the fall. But now all people could have joy because of the Christ who was born. This Christmas, you have heard the good news of a Savior, just like the shepherds. You have heard the good news that Jesus Christ was born to save us from our sins. So as you come back from Christmas, if you are in Christ, you are coming back safe. Because the Savior was born, you do not have to live in fear that God is out to get you because of your sin. The Savior of sinners has been born unto you. You have heard the good news that has the power to ignite the joy of the entire planet. Whatever you're coming back to, and I know we are all coming back to various things. We're all coming back to a Genesis 3 world. We're all coming back to challenges. We're all coming back to the daily grind of life. And I may not know what you are coming back to as you come back from Christmas, but whatever you are coming back to, you have reason for joy if you know Christ who was born to save you from your sins. You have reason, not just for joy, but according to the angel, you have reason for great joy because Christ came for you. This is the good news of a Savior Now, second, they heard the promise of peace. The promise of peace. Look at verses 13 and 14 again. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The shepherds saw an entire army of angels shouting this praise. And they heard these angels announce peace to those with whom God is pleased. So who are those with whom God is pleased? Uh, Who are those on whom his favor rests, as it's often said? Are are those that God is pleased with, those who do a lot of good works? No. Are those with whom God is pleased, those who were born into the right family? No. God chooses to be pleased 
with people who do not deserve it. That's the amazing news of Christmas, and that is called grace. The amazing news of Christmas is that God gives peace to those who do not deserve it. Peace is the opposite of war. Though you should be at war with God, you should be defeated by God, you can have peace with God if you trust in the Christ who was born for you. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. On our own, we should be separated from God because of our sin. But Jesus was born so he could die for sinners. And now God and sinners can be reconciled. You can be reconciled to God. If you are in Christ, whatever you're coming back to, you are coming back loved by God. That's the promise of peace. Third, the shepherds saw God in the flesh. God in the flesh. Look at verse 16 again. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Now, we've already talked about what the shepherds have already seen at this point. They, they saw the night sky lit up by an army of heavenly angels. But that glory was nothing compared to the miracle that they saw in that feeding trough. Because when they looked in that manger, when they looked that little baby squirming, gooing and guying and all the things that babies do, what they were seeing was God in human flesh. They saw what the world had never seen. The most incredible miracle that's ever happened. Listen to how Augustine describes this miracle. And this will be on the screen. He, through whom time was made, was made in time. And he older by eternity than the world itself, was younger in age than many of his servants in the world. He who made man was made man. He was given existence by a mother whom he brought into existence. He was carried in hands which he formed. He nursed at breasts which he filled. He cried like a babe in the manger in speechless infancy. This word without which human eloquence is speechless. Now, you and I, 
have not seen the human flesh of Jesus like the shepherds did. At least we haven't seen it yet. But we have heard the good news. And our salvation is secured by this truth of God in the flesh. Because Jesus lived a human life, he can sympathize with us. Because Jesus died a human death, he can be our substitute. And because Jesus rose in a human body, he can resurrect us. This is God in the flesh. So in all of this, what I want us to recognize is that the shepherds heard and saw amazing things, and so have we. So, if we're going to follow their example, the first step is to remember what we've seen and heard. The second step is to respond with praise and glory. Respond with praise and glory. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard. So if we're going to follow the shepherd's example, the next step we must take is to respond to what we've seen and heard with praise and glory. Again, if God gave his son, give him the glory. Now, glorifying God might be saying a prayer. Uh, It might be singing a song. It might be telling someone uh, what God has done. But when the Bible talks about glorifying God, it calls us not just to a one-time act. When the Bible calls us to glorifying God, Scripture says we are to do all to the glory of God. Responding by glorifying God involves all of life. And so because it involves all of life, how you need to glorify God uh, could be any number of things. But let me just offer a few categories of thinking about how you can glorify God, not just as a one-time event, but how you can glorify God as a lifestyle, as a routine, as part of your daily, weekly, monthly life as a believer. Uh, A few ways you can glorify God as we come back from Christmas. First category to think in is personal faith. Maybe The way you need to respond to Christmas is by placing your faith in Jesus for the first time. Maybe this year, this Christmas, this story of the coming of Jesus has impacted you in a way that it it just never has before. And you realize that you're a sinner. And that the miracle of Christmas is that Jesus stepped down into your mess He came to you when you were in a desperate situation to rescue you from your sin and reconcile you to God. So respond to the good news of Christmas by giving your life to Jesus. Turn from your sin and trust in Jesus to save you from your sins. Turn away from living for yourself and follow Jesus as your Lord. Maybe you have placed your faith in Jesus, and you need to proclaim your personal faith through baptism. Jesus calls us to take our faith public, to join a body of believers who can follow Jesus together. And so if you have any questions about 
believing in Jesus or about being baptized, uh, please come talk to me after the service and I'd love to talk to you about how you can walk in those next steps. A second category to think in is your own private worship. Private worship. Maybe the way that you need to respond to Christmas is by developing a daily habit of private worship. Scripture points us to multiple examples like uh, about this. Uh, scripture tells us about saints like Daniel who devoted himself to intentional times of prayer every day. Uh, the Gospels show us Jesus himself regularly getting away to pray. And so as we go into the new year, it's a great time to develop new habits, new routines. Along with that, I would encourage you to develop a habit of intentional, focused time alone with God. Uh, private worship doesn't have to be complicated. Just spend some time hearing from God in His Word, and then spend some time speaking to God through prayer. There are great resources available to help you with your private worship. Uh, just as an example, in 2024, I'm going to be using a resource called Be Thou My Vision by Jonathan Gibson. It's a guide for daily worship that includes various prayers and scripture readings. That's just one example. Um, if you're trying to read the Bible and you want to do it each day, but you really have, struggle with knowing what to read each day, uh, there's a lot of different uh, Bible reading plans out there. Uh, and I would encourage you, there's a, a website I want to put on the screen, ligonier.org slash post slash Bible dash reading dash plans. Take it down, take a picture with your phone. Um, but uh, this Ligonier page has a ton of different Bible readings, and there is one for everyone. If you want to read through the Bible in a year, there's like six different ways to do that. If you want to read fast, you, there's a plan for you. If you want to read slow, if you want to read big chunks at a time, little chunks, um, it, it's, if you want to read at your own pace, if you want a guide to read every day, there's a ton of different plans, and I would encourage you to visit that and uh, find one that works for you. In, in any case, whatever you do, however you get the word in you, however you devote yourself to prayer, I would encourage you to make a habit of glorifying God through daily private worship. Third category to think in is family worship. Maybe the way that you need to respond to Christmas is by making family worship a habit in your home. If you want not only your life to be marked by glorifying and praising God like the shepherds, but if you want your home to be a place that's marked by glorifying and praising God, one great way to do that is by setting aside some time regularly to gather as a family uh, to worship. And like with private worship, family worship doesn't have to be complicated, doesn't have to take a long time, and you don't have to be a seminary graduate to lead it. Uh, just open up your Bible, uh, read a few verses, talk about it. For young kids, you can use a resource like the Jesus Storybook Bible or the Big Picture Story Bible. Uh, each, each month, we're memorizing a verse together. Go over that, uh, that verse. Uh, if you have an 18-month-old, it'll probably sound like him spitting. Um, but hey, you know what? Go over the verse. Go over the memory verse. Um, put on a lyric video of a worship song and sing along together. Uh, pray the Lord's Prayer together. Jesus taught us how to pray, and it's short, and you can teach your kids how to pray that together. Uh, pray for the members of your family and your church and the world. Uh, as you go into this next year, I would encourage you, to make family worship a part of the regular routine of your household uh, so that your home and our homes can be marked by glorifying and praising God for all that we've seen.
and heard. Fourth category to think in is gathered worship. Private worship, family worship, gathered worship. What we're doing right here today. Maybe the way you need to respond to the good news of Christmas is by being more consistent and gathering with your church family. You know, this weekly Lord's Day gathering of worship is really the, the heart of what we do as a local church. It's the gathering. We come together as a family to glorify God together, to encourage one another, to remember what Christ has done, to proclaim the gospel together. And Jesus has given us this regular Lord's Day gathering of the local church as one of his primary tools that he uses to give us his grace, to keep us in his love, to sanctify us, to help us grow in our discipleship and follow Jesus faithfully. So as you go into the new year, let me encourage you to make gathered worship with your church an unmissable part of your weekly routine of worship. And then finally, let me encourage you to think in the category of public witness. Maybe you need to respond to Christmas by taking an intentional step toward sharing the gospel with someone in your life. I guarantee you when the shepherds came back glorifying and praising God, everyone that they saw heard about what they had seen and what they had heard. So who do you need to know? Or excuse me, who do you know who needs to hear the good news of Christmas? That God gave his son to save sinners. Who has God placed in your life that needs to witness you returning, glorifying and praising God, just like the shepherds did? A neighbor, a co-worker, a family member? What's one step you can take toward pointing them to Jesus? If you have seen and heard the glory of Christmas then let your joy overflow into telling others about this Christ who was born for the joy of the world. Well, this Christmas, we have seen and heard amazing things. So if God gave his son, give him the glory. Not just one time, with the patterns of your life, whatever you're coming back to, come back with joy, come back with gratitude, and come back glorifying and praising God for the good news of Christmas. Let's pray together. Father, Thank you for your word. Thank you for the example of the shepherds. Thank you for what you have shown us, what you have told us in this Christmas season. We have seen and heard amazing things. And so, Lord, I pray that we would come back from Christmas giving you the praise and glory. Lord, I pray that like the shepherds, we would never be the same. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.